Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Yesterday I had uh, several opportunities to see the comparison in basic human terms of lowliness to greatness. Now one glaring example was I had this little one, my three-month-old grandson, Henry, on my lap. Now, my knees were up and my feet were on the table, and so my lap kind of made a little bassinet. And there he was, grabbing my thumbs. And, uh, you know, it didn't hurt at all, those little fingers wrapped around my thumbs. And uh, on the TV in the background were these powerful... uh, football players from the college teams doing, trying to make it through their first game of the season. You know, these linebackers, 18 or 19 or 21 years old, busting through the offensive line and trying to get that quarterback. Now, the difference between the strength of Henry and the strength of those linebackers was, was vast in human terms, you know, quite a difference. Uh, there are there were teams uh, on that TV. It was really funny. There was a there was a team that wasn't supposed to do that well because they're from a little conference and they didn't do well in their conference last year. But they were up against this powerhouse team and they took them down. It was incredible. They never expected that. So greatness is something that human beings seek, and they should seek greatness in their own terms. You know, we would never. Uh, get people to uh, back off of the goals that they have set for themselves. What Jesus asks us to do is to put all things in perspective and to listen to his own invitation to seek in our lives another kind of greatness that really flips things around for us quite a bit. Um, my other sense yesterday of, uh, of striving for greatness was when uh, Juan Pablo and I were in a race, and Juan Pablo got first place in his category. He took the first spot. And so in a race like that, you know, you're trying to do better than the last time you, you did it, and you're really trying to do better than all the people in your age group, too. This is just our natural way. So how do we shake loose from that natural way and shift over to this very different way that Jesus is inviting us to try? Jesus himself is giving us a challenge. And the challenge could be put in this question. Why settle... For the best seat in human terms and step aside from the seat in the company of God. You know, Jesus was one who came on the scene of human reality, breaking through time and space and living among us. The Word that was eternal that was God's own reality, was invited into our realm. 
And this Word made flesh chose to take the lowest place. The lowest. I love this. I've, I've mentioned this song before, but there's a modern Christmas song that beautifully puts this wild invitation, this look at Jesus in terms of the one who took the lowest place in order to invite us into the greatest place. Here's uh, some of the language of the early verses. Long-awaited holy stranger. That's Jesus. Long-awaited holy stranger. Make yourself at home in our midst. Please make yourself at home. And then listen to this single verse, just four short lines. The amazing thing about songwriters or, or poets is that they pull grand ideas into a very few words. Now, I want you to listen to this juxtaposition of Jesus taking the lowest place in a manger and also the lowest place fixed to a cross and yet accomplishing the greatest thing for us all. Here's the verse. Fragile finger sent to heal us. Tender brow prepared for thorn. Tiny heart whose blood will save us. Unto us is born. Now those are the pictures of Jesus helpless in a manger, helpless on a cross, but who helped us by his taking that lowest place. And Jesus, today in the gospel, invites us to do similarly. If we do, then we step into the invitation of Jesus' ways. There is just no comparison of our ways with his ways, of our thoughts with his thoughts. We tend to ignore these amazing invitations of God and take our own sense of greatness. Jeremiah is so frustrated with this people. And in today's reading, he says, Why in the world, the Lord is saying to the people, Why in the world would you step into all that I set up for you and choose the most pointless parts? I put this covenant together for you and you ignore it and go with whatever local thing is happening. At the end, he has this amazing imagery. He says, you have a choice between uh, springs of fresh water. Now imagine building your villa there. But instead you choose cisterns that collect rainwater from time to time. And on top of that, these cisterns are cracked at the bottom, so they don't even hold the water. Why would you choose broken cisterns over fresh springs of water? Why would you choose idols that aren't even gods at all and ignore the Lord God who wants to be in relationship with you? We can see the frustration of Jeremiah the prophet as he gives the word of the Lord to 
human beings who make lousy choices, choosing things of no importance over things of ultimate importance. All of us have a chance to make progress toward God because God has set it up for us that way. But we have to make the move on God's terms. The way that Hebrews is this epistle that asks us not to neglect hospitality to strangers, to strive, to put ourselves out, to think about the prisoner as if we ourselves were prisoners, to think about the one who is being hurt and injured as if we were the ones being tortured. This is a way of thinking of the other in amazing, feeling ways instead of ignoring the other. Hebrews is asking us to make a daily practice of uh, being about God's ways and not our own ways. He invites us to do the same. We are finding that we all need daily to do these turns, these 180-degree turns away from selfish ways and toward God's ways. It's like that old shaker uh, melody. We have over and over again to turn. Tis the gift to be simple. Tis the gift to be free. What would it be like to be simple and free? Tis a gift to come down where we ought to be. And when we find in our place just right, twill be in the valley of love and delight where true simplicity is to be gained. To bow and to bend, we shan't be ashamed. To turn, turn will be our delight. So by turning, turning, we come around right. Perhaps Jesus is saying just this. He says, when you give a luncheon or a dinner, do like I have done. I'm offering an invitation of a meal to you all, and you can't reciprocate. So you ought to invite people who cannot reciprocate to your generosity in your own life. I know you can't reciprocate what I am offering you because if you accept a place at my table, says Jesus, it comes complete with your acceptance. It comes with forgiveness of your sins. It comes with release from your bondage. Undoing your death in its place unending life. These are the kinds of things we celebrate when we give thanks to God at this very altar. We say in the opening of the great thanksgiving, it's right and it's a good and joyful thing. What's so joyful? What is so right? Well, to give thanks to you, Lord, because on the first day of the week, you overcame death and the grave 
And by your glorious resurrection, you open to us the way of everlasting life. That's what Jesus offers at the meal that he is offering to us. And now what he's saying here is that day by day, as we choose to match that kind of feeling and attitude about others, we are in fact stepping into a whole new way. Jesus is making up the difference for what we can't do, for progress we can't make on our own. You know, you could say that if our goal is to make it from here in our solar system to the North Star, yeah, I looked it up so I know that Polaris, the North Star, is 323 light years away. And this is a corrected figure because we used to think it was over 400 light years away, but it's much closer than that. But if our goal is to get that far, why are we so preoccupied with the part that we can do, our terms of greatness, the first 12 inches? And we fight with each other over who's greatest within these 12 inches of the whole trip that we have to make to the holiness of God. When Jesus says, practice these things and I will take you, I will take you all the way. But it will take a daily effort on our part. So let's move, let's turn, let's take on God's ways. Let's give ourselves to what Jesus is inviting for us to take. What will happen is that generosity and humility of the kind that Jesus shows us will be part of the center of our lives. Amen.